Welcome to episode 33 of the Midlife Worthy Moms podcast for the Graceful Empty Nester. No one likes to feel uncomfortable, especially around your own grown kids. Today we're going to talk about 10 reasons to embrace discomfort. When we're in the process of learning how to connect with them and three ways to notice it and then solve it when you are feeling uncomfortable. Are you a mom who's been taken by surprise and finds herself struggling with her adult child? Well, it's time to grab a pen and notebook because I'm about to share some insider information that will help you navigate through this challenging phase. I'm Kim Damon, a mom, a life coach, and an Enneagram coach. I specialize in helping moms of adults in rediscovering the connection with their adult kids. Just imagine mom stepping into a state of drama remission with your adult children. Together we'll build a life grounded in grace and the peace that comes from truly knowing who you are as a midlife woman and a mom. Make sure you visit my website, the link is provided in the show notes, and grab your free course, Thriving in a Divided Family. It's packed with valuable insight. So discomfort means different things to different people. But there's always those moments that we have as parents, as moms, being uncomfortable. We could be uncomfortable around our son-in-law. We could be uncomfortable around our daughter-in-law. We could be uncomfortable around our own children. We can be uncomfortable with the way they act. We can be uncomfortable with the way that they raise their kids. There's a lot of reasons why we should become a warrior of discomfort. So let's just go through 10 different reasons why it's in our best interest to actually embrace discomfort and learn how to navigate through that. Well, the first thing it does is it strengthens your relationship. Your relationship with your kids, the relationship with your spouse, anybody that you experience discomfort with. Because it fosters this sense of empathy and understanding within us when we sit with our discomfort instead of deciding that something is wrong with the way that they're acting or something's wrong with them or something's wrong with us. It actually creates a bond with them when we share that journey and we begin to understand why we're feeling uncomfortable. And it creates more of a supportive attitude towards being around them. Like, for example, when you're visiting your kids and your daughter-in-law or son-in-law is extremely quiet around you and it makes you feel uncomfortable, just letting them be responsible for how they communicate to you and not making it mean anything about you is going to relieve some stress for you. Just allow yourself to sit in that discomfort because it will pass. Number two reason is growth and personal development. When we step outside of our comfort zone, it challenges us to learn, to adapt, and to grow. Just stepping outside of that comfort and allowing ourselves to be uncomfortable 
is going to foster a lot of thoughts, a lot of emotions, a lot of personal growth, leading to a stronger version of yourself. Number three, the reason why we want to sit in our discomfort and face it like a warrior is it builds resilience, enabling you to bounce back stronger from life's challenges. You develop this sense of inner strength and well-being when you know you can go anywhere, do anything with anyone, be uncomfortable, and get through it. Number four, the reason to overcome that attachment we have to our comfort zone is for the fear and anxiety. Of course, we're going to have fear and we're going to be anxious when we're uncomfortable. But confronting that discomfort head on is the only thing that's going to reduce that fear and anxiety. When you start training yourself that it's okay to be uncomfortable sometimes, you can be more adaptive, you can manage your stress better and navigate through any of those challenges that you have. Number five, it enhances your problem-solving skills. When you sit with the discomfort and embrace it, it kind of stimulates and sharpens your ability to solve the problem. Your mind becomes sharper and more innovative. And what I mean by this is, let's say again, you have someone that makes you feel uncomfortable. You can ask them questions a little bit differently. You can interface with them. You can have communications that are different than what you're used to. This might open up the possibility of having a brand new relationship with your kids. Number six, expanding your comfort zone. The more you embrace discomfort, the larger your comfort zone is actually going to become. Over time, once what was unsettling transforms into new territory that you feel empowered to solve or you feel empowered to be there to show up for yourself. Number seven, discomfort allows you to process other emotions. When you sit through discomfort, it teaches you how to sit through any emotion. Understand that discomfort is just a feeling in your body. It's just an uncomfortable emotion that's sitting in your body. It's not even in your brain. When you're able to successfully sit through those emotions, you discover that you have these amazing powers. Number eight, it helps keep you moving forward. Allowing yourself to feel uncomfortable keeps you from staying stuck and avoiding your kids, resisting and reacting to whatever they say or whatever they do. Number nine, it reshapes your perspective. When you step outside of your comfort zone, it provides you with a fresh perspective, kind of the inside knowledge. You begin to see yourself and your, your relationship with your kids in a different way. And you start appreciating your 
potential for a better life with your kids or with anyone else. And number 10, living life to its fullest. Yeah, ultimately, embracing discomfort actually allows you to live life to its fullest. You seize any opportunity to be in a relationship and experience joy and fulfillment and satisfaction. Because what we want to do instead is we want to hide out. We want to stay away from them. We avoid them or we react to them or we're so tense we can't enjoy being around our kids. This allows you to relax and actually enjoy your time. So I know I've given you 10 different ways, but I want you to think about stop trading in that short-term discomfort for long-term dysfunction because this is what happens. We have this same old thinking and we just circle around to the same old results. When we don't sit with the discomfort and we sit with that old mentality of, hey, I just, I'm really uncomfortable around my kids, so we avoid it, we react to it or resist it. We are trading in that short term discomfort for dysfunction long-term dysfunction. We want to overcome that or stop it from happening. Now, some of you might be at the very beginning stages of this. Maybe your kids just got married or maybe something has gone wrong recently and you're at the beginning stages of feeling that discomfort around your kids. This is the perfect opportunity to contact me. Let's get a head start. Because this is so important, we do not want to create a long-term dysfunction in the family. So for just a minute, I want you to visualize something. Okay, you're on this path. You have this thought, I want something to be different. I want something to be different in my relationship with my kids. But I feel uncomfortable about it. It doesn't feel right to me. I shouldn't have to do this. This should be easy. You can have all sorts of emotions that come up. You're going to try to argue with it. And then what happens is you resist or you react or you avoid it altogether. You avoid wanting things to be different or you resist it. You think to yourself, wait a second, I'm the mother. I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be the one changing. I shouldn't be the one growing. They should be the one growing. I am who I am. But then you begin to notice, hey, I'm resisting, I'm reacting, or I'm avoiding. And then you begin to unwrap it and understand that it's normal and uncomfortable is welcome. It's okay to be uncomfortable during this stage of your relationship. Of course you're uncomfortable. They're probably uncomfortable too. And then you move on to simply witness the sensation in your body of being uncomfortable. Just sit with the discomfort for a while. And then notice how the feeling just passes. It just goes away. This process 
when you start it in the beginning might take a little time. But as you practice it more and more, what happens is, is that the feeling passes quickly, like riding a wave on a surfboard. Instead, what we have the tendency to do is we want something to be different. We feel uncomfortable. And then we begin feeling the resistance, reacting to it, avoiding the feeling. And then that feeling persists. We don't want the feeling of discomfort to persist. That's why we have to become discomfort warriors. Emotional discomfort won't hurt you. It is simply an uneasy, anxious, or embarrassed feeling. And when you feel comfortable, you feel at ease or relaxed. It's not going to hurt you to feel uneasy or anxious for a short period of time. Now, there's three ways that you can really notice this discomfort. Let's talk about them. Number one is resistance. It can creep in when something feels too hard and when things are not going right. It's our way of kind of detaching from a new and uncomfortable lifestyle or relationship with someone. You might notice this when you're resisting, let's say, your daughter-in-law or your son-in-law when they first come into the family. If you find yourself feeling unsure about something or someone without there actually being facts involved, you might be resisting. For example, you might tell yourself, I just get a feeling about a person or that I can't really pinpoint the moment, but something is going wrong here. This is just our brain offering up a thought about something without any real factual reason for it. In order to solve this, you just need to refocus. You need to sit down, maybe ahead of time, before you go and see your kids, and you need to make a list of all the whys and the why nots, and then make a plan. You need to refocus that uncomfortable feeling. So let's say, again, that your daughter-in-law is not speaking to you. She's not very warm to you. Maybe she hides out in the house while you're there, or she avoids eye contact. You can sit down ahead of time and make a list of all the reasons why or why not this might be happening. And then you can make a plan. You can make a plan to maybe engage her in conversation, acknowledge her, and just sit with that discomfort of someone not speaking to you. It's also about letting her or the other person, could be a him, be responsible for how they're acting. You're not responsible for making someone engage with you. The next way is avoiding. Let's face it, if we ignore it, maybe it'll blow over. This is, this is a, a thought that a lot of us have. Maybe they'll grow out of it. Maybe they'll come back. Maybe they'll grow up someday and realize what they're missing. We get uncomfortable. It leads to avoiding it, which leads to feeling bad or even taking our emotions and doing outside things like 
overeating or overdrinking or depression or feeling bad or shopping, all of those different things that we do as humans to avoid our emotions. If you find yourself in doubt or self-judgment that is followed by some feel-good activity, you might be avoiding the situation. To solve this, become the observer of your own behavior. Pay attention to what you do or you don't do when you're avoiding things. Pay attention to what happens when someone asks you over or when you're avoiding being around them or how anxious you're getting. Pay attention to all of the other activities that you might do, like binging on Netflix or going through social media or reading too many articles about why our kids treat us the way that they do. These can be real self-destructive behaviors that we have when we avoid certain situations. Trust me, I know this. I gained a lot of weight during my time. That's because food became the item that I went to when I was avoiding my relationships. The last one is reaction. Reacting to it, an uncomfortable emotion, creates blame towards something or someone. If you find yourself blaming your emotions on something or someone for being uncomfortable, you might just be reacting to it. The only way to solve this is by deciding right here, right now. Being 100% responsible for your relationship. Be responsible for your own feelings of discomfort and understand that your reaction to the discomfort is more than likely a reactive thought error of blame. So when we react to somebody, we're blaming them for how we feel. It's okay to be uncomfortable, and you can move past it by deciding that you're going to go visit your kids and be 100% responsible for having a good time, you're going to think about things differently. You're going to think about what activities you're going to do and not do differently. When you decide to be 100% responsible for that relationship. Now listen, we all like our little comfort zone. Okay, it feels warm and it feels fuzzy to be sitting in our little bubble of comfort, avoiding, resisting, and reacting. The problem is is that this creates long-term dysfunction. Right outside of our comfort zone is our fear zone. It's not very big. It's something that we can move past. The fear zone is where we say to ourselves, I can't, or we fight or flight. It's kind of that nervous system reaction. We want to move beyond that fear zone into the learning zone where we begin to unwrap, where we start to see the possibilities of reacting differently and having a willingness to open ourselves up to a different kind of relationship with our kids. And then finally, we end up in the total outer bubble 
which is our growth zone. This is where we have practiced it over and over again, and we create resilience, and we create a relationship with our kids and a relationship with our daughter-in-law and son-in-law. We come across as being powerful. We come across as having wisdom. We come across as being confident. This is what we want to do is move from that comfort zone to the fear zone, go right through that to the learning zone, and then finally to your growth zone. The fear zone is not your discomfort. The fear zone is just temporary. So I want you to think about the last time that you felt really uncomfortable. Were you avoiding? Is your tendency to avoid? Or is it resistance? Or is it reacting? Next time, I want you to try moving past that. Going right through that fear zone that I can't or I'm going to fight or flight. All of those things we get to embrace and say, I'm going to move right through that and I'm going to ride it like the wave. And I'm just going to let other people be responsible for what they say and what they do and how they behave. Because it's not up to me to decide. That's outside of my circle. So when I make a plan ahead of time, I can move out of that comfort zone, past the fear, and into that learning zone. Make plans ahead of time. Plan on how you're going to sit through the discomfort. Notice how your body feels. And then notice how long it takes just to move out of that discomfort zone. If you're enjoying this podcast and finding value in our discussions, I'd love to hear from you. Take a moment to leave a review on the podcast platform of your choice. Your feedback is incredibly valuable and it helps other worthy moms just like us discover this podcast. Additionally, if you know another mom that could benefit from our conversations, please share this podcast with her. Together we can create a supportive community of worthy moms. Join me next week for another empowering episode on the Midlife Worthy Moms podcast.